off the ball. I don't think Springboks are in crisis because you would hate for a team that is so phenomenally good a year out from the World Cup to be world number one and then to go out in the quarterfinals. Yes, yeah, Stephen, we, we know. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. I signed for them after the Euros and after my first day's training on a driving home, I was actually thinking, regretting it, what have I done? I like I walked into a circus. It's amazing, isn't it? It's the last ever for now, uh, Deal or No Deal, and I need to start with a plea. Phil Egan has admitted in the ads that he will take free tickets for Garth Brooks if they're going. <laughs> ah, no. Outed. I didn't. The Come con- on now, Phil. No, but let's, the conversation went about, we were talking about how great Monaghan is, yeah. right? Because Shane had Naturally. been talking about it, and then he was talking about the festival that was there. The Blues Festival this we were this talking weekend, about yeah, the yeah. attire, and would it be similar to what you'd see at a Garth Brooks concert? And then we obviously pinned Shane as definitely someone who would queue up for tickets for Garth Brooks Defamation. and then Incorrect. the conversation went would you go I was like, if somebody gave me a couple of tickets I would go we're both on the same page here Phil you'd take free tickets that's that's what I'm saying if anybody wants to get in touch <laughs> phil.egan at com. hit him up he's, he's your man when is he playing is it next week when is it I don't even know nobody knows he's Shane knows he's got be on his diary right it's d- deal or no deal just call deal today because yeah. this is only stuff that's happened it's shut thank god Liverpool um, have got their man Slam shut. Slam shut last night at have, 11 o'clock. The Liverpool have temporarily got their man to get him a bit longer term down the line. Yeah, actually, there is an option to buy, but I'd be very surprised if they do take that up because they'd have to pay nearly 40 million. But yeah, it's. Uh, Artur Mello. Artur Mello. It, it kind of came out of nowhere yesterday. And this is the thing people say, is it a good deal? But we don't know. We don't have a crystal ball. How much game time is he going to get? What we do know is that there's a very good player in there somewhere who had performed well for Barcelona at times, went to Juventus, didn't have a great time. So now you're looking at Liverpool. They are short in midfield. They've obviously got... They'll have a few players coming back soon enough, but I still think that they need to... like That midfield needs a serious revamp, so... This is the, this is the thing, Phil. You, you say they're short in midfield, like, and I know Klopp said that after the, the United game, but there seems to be rumours and talk within Liverpool that some people within the club maybe didn't feel that they needed a new signing in midfield I know Thiago's obviously close to coming back maybe yeah but he's got an injury record where he picks up knocks I mean look at the the Champions League final you know remember the rumours before the game that he wasn't wasn't going to play he had to he was a late withdrawal for the, the League Cup final there's like two finals where one that he doesn't make, one that he just about makes. And it's very hard to, to build with, with a player like that. When he plays, I think he's sensational. But when he's not there, then there's a drop-off in quality, which we've seen so far this season. Mm. Obama Yang is back in the Premier League. Um, he's gone to Chelsea. Thomas Tuchel is one of those managers uh, under a little bit of heat at the minute. Is this the man to save him, Phil? Well, he is under a lot of heat because he spent the most in the, the Premier League transfer window, the most in history as well. And obviously, 250 million quid. Yeah, like, like, you know, watching Chelsea the other night against Southampton, watching them against Leeds, what had made them so good, and obviously they won the Champions League under Tuchel, was they're so hard to beat. But they don't really play with any patterns in attack where you kind of know what they're about. They just have some really good players that will score you goals because they have quality. But 
Aubameyang is the player that maybe can put those chances away. Sterling has obviously chipped in with a few goals, but mm. he is not what you would call a prolific goal scorer. And I don't mean, maybe prolific is the wrong word, because he has had seasons at City where he's been prolific, such as the position he got himself into. But put it this way, if he's going through one-on-one, do you think he's going to score all the time? No. Mm. Whereas like when I see someone like Harry Kane going through, I'm thinking just turn away. He's pretty much nailed on to score is he risky though is like in the, I'm talking well, in terms of attitude here yeah yeah well Tuchel would be hoping he can tap into what worked with them at Dortmund where he was prolific and uh, like they do have other options in attack but they haven't really had what you would call um, a top top striker I where, heard, uh, the, the lads on BT making some similar point last night about yeah. uh, have, have all the signings do you feel Chelsea are in a better position after spelling 250 million quid and you sort of have to say hmm. well see Rudiger was a loss now they've brought in Fofana and Koulibaly is obviously there as well Koulibaly got sent off against Leeds has had a few rocky moments but he's, he's only adapting to a new system new league Fofana we know how good he is you know is his career kind of was put on hold for a bit because of that serious injury. But you would imagine that will make them better at the back. Midfield would be a worry for them, though, because they just they were played through quite easy against Leeds. Same with Southampton. And you just wonder, did um, Will Tuchel's speech after the game about not being tough enough, what kind of impact will that make over the next few weeks? But, um, yeah, th- th- certainly is pressure on them anyway. I'm skipping Everton and I'm going straight to the main man. Um, are Benrek and Dundonk are going to save Stephen Gerrard's Aston Villa bacon? I, I don't think they will. I've seen Villa a few times. I watched them against Everton this season. And it was the weekend, there was a heat wave. I watched the first half and I thought, like, there's, the sun is shining out there. I need to get out there because <laughs> that first half was so dreadful. And then the other night against Arsenal, like, Arsenal are playing really well at the moment. Villa were awful. It's very hard to make a case for Gerrard being the kind of manager that players have run through a wall for after watching that game. But look, we know how things can change very quickly. I mentioned Arsenal like this time last season. Everyone was thinking Arteta was gone. He turned them around. But I don't know if I have the same confidence in Gerrard being able to do that with Villa. Certainly doesn't have the same quality of players that Arteta had and has now. And the last one we want to ask about is Billy Gilmore gone to Brighton. He hadn't been given a squad number at Chelsea and, I mean, for a player who I remember Pat Nevin all that long ago yeah. raving about him and it looked like justifiably so from the performance he was putting in. He has totally slipped off the radar um, at Chelsea and he's gone now to Brighton for 10 million quid. Why didn't it work out for him by way of will it work out for him at Brighton? Because clubs like Chelsea... Lampard obviously gave him his run and that was one thing Lampard did whether you think Lampard was good at Chelsea or not he obviously was forced to play youngsters Tammy Abraham was another and Mason Mount as well because they had the the transfer ban at the time and Gilmore was one of these players you think back to the the FA Cup tie against Liverpool who was brilliant even think back to the Euros last summer for Scotland against England he was excellent and just it's very hard to make it at a big club I mean because we've mentioned how much pressure Thomas Tuchel is under. He can't be waiting for Billy Gilmore to develop. He wants to finish article already. The great thing about Brighton and Graham Potter is he'll be given time. And it kind of goes into the conversation about is Graham Potter 
good enough to manage one of the big clubs in the Premier League and the thing is if he did he wouldn't get the same time that he has at Brighton to kind of put a stamp on things because at those top clubs they expect results instantly look what happened after a couple of defeats for Ten Hag like there was actually people thinking it's done already Yeah, (laughs) they've won their next three games I'm not saying he's going to turn out to be a success but the fine margins of the very elite level Brighton obviously have been performing so well but I think it is a good move for them because they do play a nice brand of football as well something we talk about when we're talking about transfers sometimes it baffles you that players go to a club where it's not going to suit the way they play but with Brighton you're encouraged to get on the ball that suits Billy Gilmore so hopefully it does work out for him because there is a very talented player there is some lovely stuff across all the back pages today we can never give you a full flavour of uh, It's Our Dream uh, Irish Daily Mail The Sun Ireland win 1-0 on ag the ag thing I'm not really aware of it there we go I'm not really have. having that something to do with aggregate it's like you're just shoehorning that in for more reasons <laughs> so it's not happening the Irish Times uh, lovely photograph Katie McCabe there and the Irish Independent as well some of the red tops uh, not with it as their main splash which is a bit of a question mark but Phil Egan you were out there last night I mean nervy yeah. stuff yeah as expected though because whatever about how Ireland performed like Finland are a good team I know people have said they lost all their games at the Euros but take into account that two of those games are against Germany and Spain would we beat Germany or Spain? Mm. I don't think so um, so I know they, they got rid of their manager and yeah. we beat them in Helsinki but it was always going to be a close game and I think what's really encouraging is we didn't play to the best of our ability but we've become very hard to beat now under Vera Pau and that was even taking Nifahi out of the team and Megan Connolly went into the back three again like she did in the, the game against Sweden away from home but yeah I, I would be encouraged by that and it just takes a bit of pressure off for Tuesday I, I think it was the, the approach last night was don't lose like don't yeah. like it's in your hands even if you didn't play well and you drew at Finland you're still a point ahead going into the final round of games and we have the, the easier fixture. I, I would fancy Sweden to beat Finland, but we don't have to worry about that now. I know you're caught on, I think Ian Dempsey had up on his Instagram yeah. a lovely photo you're caught on, on TV at the game last night. Like We were speaking earlier about the, the empty seats and I know it's still a record, a record attendance, but was the atmosphere good considering all the empty seats? Yeah, like I, it took a while to get going because Finland started quite well. I think that what can happen is those tickets went on sale a good while ago but the tickets some of them are five euro a pop mm. so people mm. would think it's only five euro I'll buy as many as I can yeah. and then it Not comes around them. to the game and they see it as I'm only losing out on a fiver it was a lovely evening in Tallinn mm. like I, I arrived to the stadium in my t-shirt <laughs> and people were looking like my I met my sister and my nieces and they were like why are you just wearing a t-shirt like, yeah, but Finn, you'll be having the guns yeah, out the guns in the, out. Yeah, the middle yeah, of yeah. November you'll be like right at home on the new, uh, the, the, the terraces <laughs> at St James's <laughs> Park straight with the, the t-shirt off Phil Egan yeah, yeah. No, giving so it the big one I then obviously had my, my hoodie but I didn't have to zip it up it was a lovely evening perfect conditions I actually had the, the seats were right down on the front row beside where all the Irish players were warming up so I could see when Lily Ag got the nod to say you're coming on right. and what an impact she made but also as well just after the game was brilliant the scenes where the players walked around the pitch they did their lap of honour after they'd been in the huddle and Katie McCabe had some words with them and they all got their their standing ovation from the crowd and then all the kids so like I've been going to these games for the last couple of years and you kind of just seen how it's growing mm. and 
now like you had all these kids around that area trying to get like pictures with the players but then I saw one girl behind me with her mum in tears I was really? like what's happened she had Katie McCabe's jersey <laughs> she was overwhelmed by the fact that she had got Katie McCabe's jersey That's lovely. so like this group of players obviously are getting results on the pitch but what they're doing off the pitch as well is just it's great news for the women's game and Irish football because it's just going to get bigger and bigger it is getting bigger and bigger but it's inspiring the next generation as well where like I I'm there pitch so but he, all the people around all the, the young girls that are around there they know all these players like the, yes. the players are warming up mm. and they're shouting at them can I get your jersey after the game <laughs> I wouldn't mind your boots <laughs> getting in there early a lot of work to do yet to, because we know how convoluted the playoff system is but um, yeah. look if you if you don't have a ticket for the, the raffle Correct. The the, uh, the uh, good luck Auntie Katie sign at the end had me. Uh, I was a chief wobble at that point. I was uh, I was ready for action. Just a bit with the, the kid crying with the jersey. I was kind of like, oh, let's go. Too much. It's too much. Yeah. yeah. Phil, come on. That's deal. I signed for them after the Euros. After my first day's training, I was driving home. I was actually thinking, regretting it. What have I done? I like I walked into a circus. It's amazing, isn't it? OTB AM With Gillette Get into your flow With the new Gillette Labs Razor With exfoliating bar 